has the weirdest stuff. The Engine Nerdy Show. Hello, welcome to the Ingenuity Show. I'm Mr. Pold. I'm St. Jimmy. I'm D. Biddy. I'm Master Zed. Welcome to our show about culture, technology, news, and media. Our fake sponsor this week is Steroids. Ever get that burning feeling walking upstairs? Don't look at me. Get Steroids. May cause schizophrenia, fugue, pounding headache, running fever, outbursts of sanity, and trouble napping. <laughs> but at least we'll be able to get symptoms. to the top. Will it make well, those symptoms worse? Yes. Can't be much worse, right? Right. That'll be fine. Uh, so our sister Rachel was up visiting again with her family. Yep, we played some pickleball. Yep, we sure did that. Skinned both my knees. Oh, yeah, oh, did, no. you did Ooh. dive and roll for something. Yeah. Uh, what else did we do? I Make took cookies. him to the zoo. The zoo. Yep. Saw the animals. Did, did you leave them there? I'm oh, just kidding. No, I was tempted. <laughs> I saw them on to... Sunday. What? <laughs> All I heard was Sunday. He saw, them, saw Sunday. them on Sunday. Oh, you saw oh. them on Sunday. I did yes, too. They were at mom's house. Oh, I guess I, I did. They left before I woke up on Sunday, so oh. I didn't. I didn't see him Sunday. <laughs> played some games, like hand and foot. Yeah, we did a tabletop escape room game. Very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, we beat it. Some of the puzzles were fun. Other ones were like, how on earth would you possibly? know where to even start like yeah. the beginning of the game it was just like well dive in like if you need hints you can look at these clues and it's like <laughs> okay i don't what? even know what's going on <laughs> but each hint it gets easier when you play it the second time i'm oh, just kidding <laughs> <laughs> it's only playable once but the gist was you basically had to do puzzles to figure out on these little strips of card which card you needed first of all and you had to slide the card into these different little slots and so part of the clue would tell you which slot to use and part of it would tell you which card 
and then the other one would tell you how far to insert it mm. up to which colored line and then they had little holes and you could look through and it would tell you which card in the this pile of cards to look at next and then at parts you would like open the box up and there would be a further part of the game inside the box and it basically came down to make a choice between three different things at the end yeah <clears throat> and we ended up reading well we read one to finish the game but then after we read the other two cards and it sounded like you survived in every single this pen yeah every single one you scenario picked, but, but sometimes your companions different didn't. levels of success yeah we were we didn't choose the most successful option. We chose the second most, <laughs> but it was about. If the game didn't let you win, would you give it a good review? Oh, I don't know. Well, one of them you win, but all of your cohorts that are with you die. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we didn't choose that one, but. Well, and it was Maybe that's kind of arbitrary. Fun. Yeah, you had there was really not a good way to know which one to choose. It was, they could have any one of them could have easily easily be written to be the actual you make it off, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or they could have written any of them to make you fail. Yeah. So. So. <laughs> oh well. Not my favorite type of tabletop game, but Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> we got a, I got Charlie a new board game for Christmas and we played it for the first time oh. this last week. It was cool. The pandemic legacy season oh, zero. Oh, so we've played seasons one and two and season zero is a prequel and it's the same gameplay as pandemic, but the story is slightly different since it takes place mm. in the fifties, maybe. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say the, like the 1500s. Oh no. <laughs> the black plague. That would be funny to, that would be great. Have one based on the black plague. The characters are yeah. like a blood letter, a minstrel, <laughs> a witch, <laughs> a witch. Yeah. A newt. She turned me into a newt. But the game has a, this one has a prologue so, a month. So the normal game is 12 months in the year and you can play each one. If you fail, you play it again once. And if you fail again, you just move on. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but the effects on how you, well you do continue throughout the game. So you modify the board. Oh. You modify the map, mm. and your characters develop. Um, well, and stuff. Brazil's gone. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> can lose cities. <laughs> wow. Like, they're just, you can't, they're not visitable anymore. This one, the having the prologue is nice because it is a version of the game that doesn't modify anything, so you can learn the gameplay. Oh, cool. And you can play it as many times as you want before you jump into it. And I'm start. strictly anti-log myself. <laughs> I, I tend that. to be analog. <laughs> Quasi-log here. 
Well, that's cool. Should we turn it into truck talk now? Uh, <laughs> if you have stuff to say. My I've truck's fine. Truck okay. Um, so it starts a couple years ago uh, when <laughs> our truck started not running quite as well as it did when we first owned it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my wife took it to the dealership and told them she wanted, she's like, my truck's getting older. I want you to look at everything and make sure everything is cool. I gave okay. it back. It's like, yeah, just need an oil change. Everything's great. But that happened another time, just a couple of years ago, um, where we told them to look over everything, make sure everything's cool. We want to know what things we might need to fix because it's not been running quite the same as it was. And the engine sounds different than it did when we first bought it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, everything's fine. Well, we're now thinking that they were just plugging the scan tool in and it wasn't yeah. showing it here. And therefore, there was no problem instead of actually <laughs> physically looking at it. Yeah. Because mm. last Thursday, our truck threw a P0340 cam sensor code. Yeah. Mm. Um, Ford's and, like to do that. Right. When we brought it to the dealership here in where mom and dad live in rural Oregon, um, then the mechanic called us a few days later and says, um, both of your exhaust manifolds are warped with broken bolts. Oh, oh well, that would, that make, would sound. make it sound different. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other stuff wrong with it. And he's, they recommended, and we're moving forward with this since we have money from our house sale. Now's the best time to do it. And we can't get a used car for cheaper than this repair, mm. but we're getting a new engine. Oh, cool. Wow. Oh, wow. Long block. So, yeah, it's going to be $12,000. Heads and all. Yeah, everything. Uh, $12,000. Wow. Holy moly. Well, cheaper new truck. Yeah. yeah. And the truck should last us in a good another 10 years. Yeah. Well, good. It's up on 200,000 miles right now. Um, nice. So we're getting a new truck engine. It's going to take six weeks, however. Hmm. Uh, and it's moved forward our plans because my wife didn't want to ha- did not want the truck to be her daily driver anymore. Yeah, yeah. we wanted to more into a play thing. So we we're going to get her a kind of commuter car that she could drive back and forth to her mom's, who's now four and a half hours away. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're moving that up to having to do that this coming week. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I thought we had time, but we don't. So, but we do have money. So let's do it. Yeah, yeah. there you go. And then, yeah, I don't. I, it wasn't on the show last week, so you guys didn't hear about. Um, I was heading to work from here, which is an hour drive. We heard a little bit about minutes, it. Got five minutes from here, and um, my serpentine belt broke. Oh no! <laughs> on my car, mm-hmm. um, it was making a squealing noise. For like a week, just when it was cold, mm-hmm. um, and then it was squealing really bad. And Dad happened to be going past to get the mail, and he's like, "Oh, sounds like you've got a squeaky belt." He's like, "Yep," um, but it was making a really loud squeak noise, and then stopped suddenly while I was driving, accelerating. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" Oh, you're like, "Good, it's fixed." And then the coolant light starts flashing because there's no water pump. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I turned around immediately and drove back to mom and dad. So I got it here. Um, all of the little lights on the little message thing were light, lit up. Like, <laughs> like a Christmas tree. <laughs> exactly. It's so festive. Luckily, that, one, 
That was eighteen dollars. Eighteen? Eighteen dollars. Oh, okay. It was cheaper than the truck repair. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I did, however, break something. So oh, no. um, the splash guards underneath, they come from each side and meet in the middle. Uh-huh. And there's a stud that's mounted to the body that they, there's a hole in each of the splash guards with like a a nut on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I broke it off. I broke the oh, stud no. off. Oh, there's a nut in the driver's seat, too. You're such yeah, a stud. <laughs> Just so drill a right hole now, and put a zip tie through all right. everything. Right there now there's go. a zip tie. Kind of, it's like four zip ties together around everything to kind of hold it together. Um, you just actually use zip ties miles. as a belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How might work? That wouldn't work at all. Um, the new only... belt, I mean, it was crazy because we put the new belt on there, but we had to really uh, push the alternator towards the engine. Um, and it ended up being like an inch and a half different position than it was with the old belt. Wow, Weird. it's really stretched. Yeah. I'm wondering if it was even the right belt. It <laughs> may not have been. Maybe that's why so it hard squealed. To get it. I remember originally it was hard to get it adjusted so it wouldn't squeal. Like mm. you'd think you'd have it, and the next day it was squealing again a little bit, so you'd adjust a little bit more. Huh. Um, but this one, yeah, no squeal at all, first time. I was like, oh, nice. Can you huh. add a idler pulley to a, <laughs> a tensioner? <laughs> I don't well, that's why you need to use the zip ties, because then you could just tighten them up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just put the a zip tie from the <laughs> belt to the pulley. <laughs> I think I'm going to drill a hole. Like, I'm going to tap out the, um, the broken stud somehow, and then just put a, a bolt with teeth. nuts on it or something. Maybe I'll get some all thread mm-hmm. and jam nut the backside. Mm. Make sure you use a peanut butter. Uh, oh, just kidding. Washer. I could do like yeah. like I did for my um, CB mount, where I got tired of taking the little panel off, so I just epoxied the nuts on the backside. Mm-hmm. There you well, go. Like, the bolts just are captured. Except when yeah. you put the epoxy inside, and the. Well, I mean, the stud oh. has to screw into something, right? They could um, be the ones to... with the press in. With the, like the little splines on them, uh, they'll just press the them into plastic. It, it, felt like, it felt like flat, like a flat without a hole in a washer on the back side of it. So I don't know if it's. I'm not sure how it's in there. Just welded on. <laughs> Maybe I I don't know. So weld stud. But I don't want to damage my um, my splash guards. Yeah. <laughs> Flopping around the wind at 80 miles an hour, which is what the freeway <laughs> speed is here, would probably eventually damage them. Yeah. <laughs> rip them off. At least secure them together. Then they're flopping together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or drill a new it, hole through, just drill a new hole through the, the structure and the, the things, I guess. Yeah, we could do that. Old one's harder to do. Don't know my own strength. <laughs> Speaking of car trouble, I was talking to Danger Girl on Sunday. She was telling me about some car trouble they had in Europe. They were driving oh, around man. Europe. Um, were they driving on the incorrect side of the road? <laughs> no. My son-in-law's brother was out there visiting them. Um, along with Little Pold. And I guess they went to like 
Disney World out there in France, and then they're heading to Germany. Well, their brakes started making this really bad sound. And so they stopped at this little place in France to get it looked at. And uh, apparently their brake pad was just gone. Oh, yeah, that can happen. <laughs> and so the caliper was just rubbing on the rotor. Rotor. Oh, man. <laughs> and so it'll make a bad noise. Yes. Why don't they just the caliper? Is that a brake material? Because <laughs> then so, you have to replace the caliper. Because of the um, the civil unrest going on in France right now, mm-hmm. uh, it disrupted supply chains. And this, so this was like a Thursday. They wouldn't be able to get parts till Monday. Whoa. <laughs> Just scrimp off that brake line. And they were like, well, we have, you know, lodging set up in Germany. They're like, well, maybe if we just keep going and just <laughs> drive like that. Bad idea. Fine. Just don't break. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. So they, they kept going till they got to Germany. <laughs> Oh my Whoa. gosh. And then they were able to get it fixed there <laughs> in like 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, boy. I guess if the problem is country specific, just drive to the next country. Well, you just order a country manufactured the car, right? What kind of car is it? I don't know what kind of car they have. <laughs> um, but they had the, they had another issue with, I, I couldn't, I didn't really quite understand the problem, but um, <laughs> it, it, it sounds like it had to do with mixing different types of coolant for the radiator. Mm. And they ended up with a uh, a gel. Oh, <laughs> no. And so in Germany, they were like, okay, well, all we need to do is just like stick a hose in there or something, you know, flush it all out and then put new coolant in. Well, apparently there's a law in Germany that you're not allowed to flush out your own coolant. And nobody would help them. (laughs) They probably don't want anyone to just dump it down the drain. Just drive back to France. So they they ended up driving to Belgium. (laughs) 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 Just draining it out into the street. (laughs) because <laughs> they were on their way back they were going to go they were going to take the ferry from the Netherlands back to England but <laughs> that was on their way I'm <laughs> just like wow did you they, guys <laughs> did they at all about what country to go to next <laughs> they, they didn't I just looked up what countries have the least oh, uh, strict hazardous material well laws. it was just the next country they were going to go oh, through on their way yeah. Do not get a flat tire in Romania. Oh. They did get a flat tire. What? No. <laughs> but it wasn't yeah. in Romania. It they was had to in Switzerland. It to Ireland. <laughs> yeah, they got they had a flat. Like the whole sidewall blew out. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But are they driving? I have no idea. Flat? But luckily there was a full size spare. So they, oh. were, they were fine. It sounds like someone had a French car. <laughs> it was one of those three wheeled cars now. It wasn't like that. <laughs> Rely on Rob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't. That would have been funny, though. <laughs> uh, anyway, sounds like they were having quite the adventure. <laughs> yeah. I hope our Europe trip isn't that exciting. <laughs> well, most of our Europe trip will be on the trains. Yeah. Um, 
our trip to Scotland, though, we will be renting a vehicle and my daughter will be driving it. So hopefully there's not too many <laughs> mechanical issues. <laughs> he has mes- messaging with one of our Airbnb hosts in Amsterdam and uh, he was. I think it was just something he probably sends out to everybody, but it, it was talking about how having a car there is not a good idea. Mm, yeah. I was like, oh, we're taking the train in and we're not planning on renting a car. So, yeah, we're good. <clears throat> such a crazy world things happen every day we'll keep you up to date the ingenuity way when there's musk in space a hospital conga line a pool moose or chocolate snow we'll tell you every time random news random news All right, we're doing random news this week. Yay. All right, so <laughs> the first news story comes from Colombia. Ooh, I've been there. Yeah, did you run into any hippos? I didn't. No. <laughs> so apparently... <laughs> People when... were very fit. <laughs> <laughs> so when Pablo Escobar was living at large down there, he brought... Four hippos over from Africa, one male and three females, to go in his exotic zoo. And uh, when he was killed in 1993, uh, most of the other exotic animals he had were taken away. But it was too expensive to do anything with the hippos, so they just left them there. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's 30 years later, and there's... Up to 160 hippos in that river area. (laughs) Nice. Um, That's a hippo bacon would be good. What's that? Hippo bacon? Hippo bacon would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. We need to write the script for cocaine hippo. (laughs) That's what they're calling them. (laughs) Oh, are they? They are called cocaine hippos, even though they're not on cocaine, but. Right. (laughs) Could be. We we can do it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so just needs it could to... be arranged. <laughs> yeah, so they are causing trouble. They've been declared an invasive species, like a <laughs> yeah, I bet severe invasive. Um, for one thing, they're dangerous. They just like wander through the town that's near there, <laughs> through the streets and everything. All hopped um, up on coke. <laughs> they're aggressive plant eaters, so they just like chow down on anything they're trying to grow there um they their feces in the water um depletes the oxygen or something which kills fish um there's no predators that can take them down okay start importing whatever (laughs) predates on uh crocodiles (laughs) sounds like a good idea there's no drought because like in Africa, there's periods of drought where there's not rain, which kind of keeps the population in check. And there's predators. Yes, and there's predators. You should introduce Africa. crocodiles. That's yeah. what we just said. Oh, <laughs> Do crocodiles actually predate on hippos? I would think hippos are almost the top of the food chain. 
Okay, let's see. What predates... Nile crocodiles, lions, and spotted hyena are known hippos. to prey on young hippos. I'm going to say, it's got to be young ones. Yeah. Once they get to a certain size, there's probably not much. Adult not... hippos are not usually preyed upon by other animals due to their aggression and size. Right. Yeah. But they're, they've got figures that they these this population may increase by quite a bit coming yeah. up. Uh, Maybe so... should import some Texans. They'll take care of them from the helicopters in the sky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Colombian hippo hunting. So tools. one of the really strange things in this case is... Um, some animal rights groups took something before a U.S. court, and the court ruled that these hippos should be considered as persons. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to do this so that the Colombians won't kill the hippos. The I Colombians like it doesn't matter what laws you pass in America. This is Colombia. Yeah. <laughs> I know, they're <laughs> violating all kinds of American laws. But I guess it's so people can <laughs> sue... They don't pay taxes or nothing in America. People yeah, can sue Colombia for killing start... the hippos or something. Anyway, Good it was ridiculous. Luck. I think Uruguay <laughs> has a river that was given personhood to protect it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, they do have a plan. So they've been trying to control the population through... Castration and oh. birth control. Think they're shots. angry before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but that's not really working. So <laughs> they're going to spend three and a half million dollars to ship ten hippos to Mexico to some kind of reserve there, and sixty <laughs> hippos to India. Okay, this sounds hey, like how a many wonderful did you plan. say there were total? 160. There could be a, as many as 160, but I've okay. seen figures as low as 80. They don't really so, know. We're supposed to stop invasive species spreading, not give them to other countries. <laughs> well, the thing is, they can't send them back to Africa because Africa is like, no, they could Just have diseases. Them. It's going to affect our, you know. They're all inbred. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, keep them out of Africa. Africa doesn't want them back. <laughs> Huh? Can't wait till they're a new species. So, yep, they're going to go to different reserves in India and Mexico. (laughs) They're going to different restaurants. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine how much meat you could get off of one of those? Yeah, I think we should see how much somebody would pay to go on a hippo hunting tour. Probably a lot. Yeah. And how hard. Not hard to hunt. <laughs> Probably not. I saw videos of them just hanging out in the water. It's just like, well, they don't have any predators, <laughs> right? Yeah. Maybe if they start hunting them, they'll run away and become their population will stabilize. I don't know. I think but... they should just let them breed out of control and eat the entire <laughs> cocaine country. Pot, uh, oh, <laughs> crop. <laughs> Hmm. I don't know. Is cocaine as big a problem now in Colombia as it was back in the 80s? I don't oh. think so. Yeah. So I anyway. Saw very little cocaine <laughs> while I was there. Yeah, it was hard to get a hold of. <laughs> yeah, it was hard at the embassy. <laughs> uh, so where's uh, all that cocaine I've been hearing about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I broke a lot of rules while I was down there, but that I, wasn't that one was not one of them. <laughs> no. Riding the bus was one of the things. Oh, <laughs> Riding hippos. <laughs> and that's my news story. All right. Mine cool. involves other large animals, but these ones went <laughs> extinct thousands of years ago. Oh. Uh. But an Australian company took some uh they took the genome from a woolly mammoth they filled in some missing bits with dna from the african elephant a la jurassic park (laughs) the dinosaurs and the frogs and then they inserted the part of the dna that produces meat protein into a sheep cell and then they put in the lab, they can, the cells multiply in the nutrient rich solution that they put them in. And they got enough to make a large meatball of mm. mammoth meat. That's a big meatball. <laughs> so the protein is not. <clears throat> very similar to any meat that people eat today. So they're concerned about letting people eat it, (laughs) eating it until they've done some more testing. Just eat it. And there's only with the hippos from Columbia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And there's only one country that will let you eat meat produced this way. And it's Singapore. (laughs) Um, yeah so right now you can't eat mammoth meat but know that it's out there and it's coming Um, it's coming for you the same company already makes um japanese quail meat this way and they're gonna start selling it in singapore later this year they're trying to get us on board to eating lab-grown meat yes well, they say it's a lot more environmentally friendly and humane. As long as it tastes as good and isn't way, way more expensive, I think it's a good idea. Plus, you could eat cool things like uh, Tasmanian tigers and dodos <laughs> and other extinct animals. Would that get rid of the uh, taboo of eating human meat if it's just Maybe. lab-grown? Oh. Yeah. I... Are you on board with that then? Oh. No, I, think I just there was a geez. short story I read where they did that. They were you could eat yourself. Ooh. Oh, that only, sounds familiar. It was only legal if you if it was your own cells mm. or something like <laughs> that. Soylent green is people. And it's delicious. We know, we it. <laughs> Are people delicious or it sells itself? Oh. I don't, I don't know. know. I was thinking it'd be funny <clears throat> if the mammoth meat tasted like chicken. <laughs> Actually, like, come on! We have elephant, we have sheep, we have mammoth. What I read it like is it tastes kind of like crocodile, mammoth. That's what I read because <laughs> I started looking at, into that story oh. as well. So somebody tasted it and knew I what guess. crocodile. They licked their like. fingers afterwards. Yeah. They're like, no one said you <laughs> can't. Yeah, lick somebody fingers. had to make it into a ball. Couldn't they have made it into smaller balls and then? Maybe. Huh? I don't know. You put on a Subway meatball sandwich, you wouldn't notice. <laughs> yeah. So you'll be yeah, throwing up an hour later anyway. On it. 
Vitty, do you have a rando news? I have a really short one because I didn't have any way to write stuff down and be on my phone. Um, but two men made some or fashioned some homemade tools. Well, not homemade. Jail made tools from prison and were able to make a big enough hole in the wall that they were able to escape. However, they um, were picked up a couple hours later after people reported them being at IHOP. That's so usually that's where you go for for food immediately is IHOP. <laughs> Makes sense. Maybe, maybe their legs are shackled, and that's the only place they could go. <laughs> that's the only place that would serve them. <laughs> that's right. Well, yeah, you are hopping, so I guess that applies. Maybe it's the place that has the closest food to prison food. I don't know. Yeah, I could see that. Where would you guys go for your first meal? Um, Wendy's. Jack in the Box. <laughs> Depends on where I am. If I'm in the South, I'm going Waffle to House. Waffle House. <laughs> Ooh, Waffle House. <laughs> no one would be there. the only convict there. I, I, saw, <laughs> I saw something that said Denny's is Waffle House for people that can't fight. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you get the Waffle House, and they're like, "Hey, you're supposed to be in the kitchen." Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, hippopotamus. That sounds good to me. According to the internet, angry animals always make good food. <laughs> Do they? I don't know. I've just made that up. I what Tasmanian devils taste like then? Ooh. Chicken. Demons. Maybe. All right. So my story uh, comes out of Michigan. And, you know, lately there's been like, I feel like they stopped giving um, guaranteed delivery times when you get packages sent. Mm -hmm. You know, it used to be like two day shipping was they'd guarantee you'd get it two day or overnight was guaranteed by certain time. Mm hmm. This takes it to the other extreme uh, when this lady, um, I don't remember, oh, Brittany Keach checked her mail and found a postcard in it that had a one cent George Washington stamp was the postage paid to get it to her. Uh, and it was postmarked October 29th, 1920. <laughs> and it was a Halloween themed uh, postcard sent by um, it was sent to Mrs. Roy McQueen from uh, Flossie Burgess who <laughs> was evidently some relation um, asking or it had a joke on one side, you know, the postcard had a Halloween thing on it. And then, mm -hmm. um, then the, on the post other side, it just said that, uh, all, all are quite well. Oh, dear cousins, all are quite well, but mother has awfully lame knees and it's awfully <laughs> cold here. Don't forget to write. And then it had a PS. Um, did Roy get his pants fixed yet? <laughs> well, I certainly hope so. <laughs> so we'll, <laughs> Roy's probably dead, unfortunately, oh, but, so we'll Roy. never know. But uh, yeah, so they ended up track. You know, she posted online. So kind was of the she story. the person it was meant to get to? 
Uh, no. Okay. It wasn't postmarked. So it was, it was trying to get to Mrs. Roy McQueen. Oh, they never got to Brittany Keach was the lady in the 21st century that had it delivered to her house. So it went to the same address. It went to the correct address. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, but that's better than they do at my house. A hundred years late. Yeah. They just took a hundred years to get there. Wow. Well, the change of address um, forging doesn't last for more than like six yeah, months. Yeah, it only, it's only good for like yeah, six months. <laughs> it's good for a century. So was somebody just like cleaning a post office so, and found it and like, well, we got to sh- deliver it. We're the post office. Well, so the, the first part is that she posted online was able to actually track down like the granddaughter or grandniece of... Roy and Nora, who it was addressed to. Oh, and it was old timey. So it was addressed to Mrs. Roy McQueen, but Roy was the man. So it was Mm -hmm. addressed to his wife, his wife, which is Nora. But so she did track down the family. They hadn't quite uh, connected yet to actually share the, the card. Um, but then they also contacted the postal service to figure out how the heck <laughs> it, took so it got lost. And they think it probably got like knocked behind machinery mm. or something, because if it was unreadable, it would have gone through a different process and been processed mm. a long time ago. Cause they, you know, there's like a manual nowadays, there's a manual process they go through if they can't, if it's illegible, but um, back then they wouldn't have had that. So it would have been sorted manually anyway, but it probably they think got knocked behind a piece of equipment that was not moved for a hundred (laughs) years. And then when they moved it, they found mail. And what do you do with mail? You're through the USPS, you ship it off. Yep. So yeah, the card asks crazy. Which would you rather be, a goose or a pumpkin head? Yep. I guess it might have been funny back in the 20s. I don't know. Yeah. You'd hope. They haven't been in humor yet, I think, in the 20s. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm wondering if pumpkin head had some kind of pop culture reference then. I don't know. It was the prequel to Eraser Head. <laughs> Or pinhead. Well, it shows a picture of a goose with its head in a pumpkin. What? Oh, I didn't even. There wasn't even a picture in the article I read. Oh, I I just searched. That's I don't know. We can't remember what I searched now because I'm on a different page. But I found a New York Times article that has pictures. <laughs> I oh I searched late Halloween postcard from twenties. And it was about halfway down the first page.
Hmm. Oh, sounds like somebody's got consumption. I do. How did you know? I could hear it. In your oh, okay. Cough. So I finished season nine of the X Files. Cool. Um, that was the last contiguous season. Um, before their sixteen-year hiatus, <laughs> or however long <laughs> it was. Um, most of the um, Fox Mulder was only in one episode, or the last two episodes I can remember. I don't know, maybe he was in one or two other ones, but it was mostly John Dockett and Agent Reyes were the two main agents, with mm-hmm. Scully being a basically being the autopsy person. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yep. And then I watched the movie Scream. Oh, the cool. N- old one? The, the first one. Yep. There's a new one that just came out, right? I don't know. The sixth one is about to come out. The fifth one came out a couple years ago. This is the first time I'd seen it. What? Um, It was pretty good. Yeah, we just watched it with my daughter for her first time seeing it. Yeah, it's got Courtney Cox and David Arquette. Mm -hmm. Um, Nev Campbell. Yeah, but yeah, not having seen it before, you know, I was trying to figure out who the murderers were and they did a lot of red herrings and Mr. X and yeah, I thought it was actually pretty good. Um, It seems like the ghost face guy falls down quite a lot. Yeah. Like it's easy to knock him down. Yeah. But. It could be just, yeah, it could be just because, you know, you're not as coordinated when you well, he's wearing that cloak. are covered in a cloak and can't really see very well. But. Yeah. Yeah, you should uh, definitely uh, use a Shatner mask instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. That was mine. All right. We watched a movie called The Dust Walker, and this one's out of Australia. And it's about this fungus that, or I don't know if it's a fungus, some kind of something that if you touch it, you become crazy and murderous. And then this small town is having to deal with all these psychos trying to kill people. It's some kind of dust? No, there's something else out there that's also in the mix. That's the dust walker. Is ah, that gotcha. based off a Stephen King book? I don't think so. Oh, I read it. I can't remember what the name of the book was. He had some obscure book that sounded sound similar to that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There was looks like oh. it was written and directed by the same person. It's usually not a good sign. Sandra Scabaris. <laughs> yeah, it was. Fine. It has pretty terrible rating on IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three great. It was fine. Um, I watched Total Wipeout Season 1. This is a British version of Wipeout, oh. where they make people do silly obstacle courses. And it was hosted <laughs> by uh, Hammond, Richard oh, Hammond. 
okay. From Top Gear. Now, is it silly like the Monty Python Flying Circus Silly Olympics, or? Kind of. Okay. There's, like, different obstacle courses they have to go through, but they're always, like, falling into mud and Uh, getting whacked in the face and stuff like that. That's pretty funny. Yeah, and then they the commentators kind of just comment funnily on people and give them goofy nicknames and stuff. The people are encouraged to act silly, I think. So mm. it's fun if you want to just watch like an obstacle course with people being silly. And then I finished Alone Season 7. Ooh. The Million Dollar Challenge. So in this one, 10 people are dropped off in September around this big lake in northern Canada. And hitch in this season is instead of one person winning because they outlasted everyone else all 10 could win or zero could win it's just you have to get there you have to stay there 100 days to win you're not competing against anyone else but the 100th day was like the day after christmas and it was getting down to like the minus 40s oh (laughs) at night and they're dropped off with just like 10 items, survival items and they have to build their own shelter, get their own food, water, everything. And they're totally alone. So they have to do it all on their own. I have an idea for the next alone season. Okay. They give each contestant a suitcase full of a million dollars and drop them off in the woods and they get to keep whatever money's left at the end of two months. (laughs) <laughs> seems like a bad uh financial decision on the show side <laughs> could be <laughs> yeah because the way Maybe they did it, it work. <laughs> i mean they're they're assuming that you know most of the people aren't going to finish because in the previous six seasons nobody made it 100 days mm. Not no to say that nobody to. could have. It's just they the previous seasons ended when the ninth person quit. So right. the tenth person was there one day longer than the, uh, the next longest. So the trick was this time you knew ha- what your goal was. It wasn't like you're just out there going, I wish other people would quit so I could go home. You were like, yeah. it was totally had nothing to do with the other folks. It was really good. I mean, there was really nobody we were rooting against. In, in some of the other seasons, you're like, oh, I hope that guy doesn't win. He's kind of a jerk or mm. whatever. But this time it was like everybody was really cool and you were really rooting for them all. And you're just like, I do, would not want to do that. <laughs> but it was good. I recommend it. Well, I guess that's me then. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Expendables 3. My son hadn't seen it yet. So we watched that. Um, it's got all the all the action stars in it. They, it starts by them rescuing from a jail train, Wesley Snipes. Oh. Which was funny because they asked him, one of the guys asked him what he was in prison for. He said tax evasion, which was funny. <laughs> and Antonio Banderas is in it. And... I don't think this one had Chuck Norris. I think Chuck Norris is in the second one. 
Um, but it did have um, oh, what's his bucket? The guy from uh, IT Crowd. Uh, Just kidding. Chris no, doesn't matter. No, the other one. Anyway, <laughs> it was it was enjoyable. I liked it a lot. It was ridiculous over the top action, which is fun. Um, For some, and then watch <laughs> the last two Mandalorian episodes. Um, I've seen the latest one, which is I think number five, twice now because I watched it when it came out yesterday. Then I watched it again today with mom and dad. Um, it had a, a short cameo by a character that's from the Rebels TV show, which was fun to see. Like a live action person or live action ish is this probably CGI, but <laughs> uh, that's I'm really enjoying this season. It's really good. Um, it's a lot less complicated than like Andor is, so it's nice that they're like diversifying and not trying to make all the same type of thing. Where it seems like some other franchises they try to pigeonhole everything into being the same type of thing. I don't know. Um, There's not a whole lot other than that. I've been kind of captive because I haven't. I've been basically homeless and <laughs> surviving off the kindness of strangers. And oh, I love come on, our parents aren't that strange. Say, well, they're that strange, but they're not strangers. They're not strangers in DVD. That's true. <laughs> I can't wait to uh, to get home to my home and have my own TV and my own couch and my own bed. Well, um, you may, your TV TV may not have survived. You cut your couch into little pieces. So <laughs> the bed's the only thing well, that's pretty there. certain. Yeah. Um, oh, and I guess I did. Um, I've been playing, uh, going through Harry Potter with uh, mom and my son. Oh. Uh, finished box one. Uh, we're really good at the game, apparently, because we've not lost the first location yet on any of them. Nice. And Mom and I forgot to grab proficiency cards in year six. So we didn't get those to year seven. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been fun. We're having a good time. Thanks. Uh, I watched the first episode, I think, of shadow and bone season two so i'll talk more about oh, that yeah. once i finish it i after watching alone season eight i saw that outlast show which is like a group survival i watched the first three minutes maybe and it was looked like it was way too much drama which is what <laughs> i like about alone is it's all just people by themselves yeah, so no drama there's no drama um so I quickly abandoned that show <laughs> and then uh, watched the first season of a show called Animal Control. It oh, takes yeah. place in Seattle um, and it's a situational comedy um, of these animal control people. <laughs> Is that Joel McHale from that? Uh, I, I don't so. recognize anyone in it. Yeah, it is Joel McHale. Okay. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's really funny. It's silly. But they're nice short <laughs> episodes. So that's it.
Okay, does anybody have any nerd cred? Um, I do. Okay. So we've been planning our Europe trip this coming June. Mm. And we decided that we we're going to spend a few days in Scotland. Um, <coughs> so I, you know, our family name comes from Scotland mm-hmm. during some period of time. <laughs> and so I started looking at a list of uh, castles that are associated with our family, ma- our family name. Oh, cool. and so I marked them all on a Google maps. And then we picked um, an Airbnb, like right in that uh, vicinity. So our plan is to go look at a bunch of castles that are associated with our ancestors in some way. So cool. That's awesome. Are you visiting Eglinton Castle? I, that sounds familiar. It's probably on the list. It's the one that has our family crest is on the know. outside of it. It doesn't have, a, doesn't have our family name, but it, the crest right. is there. Um, I, I was <laughs> teasing my family that I was going to get us all t-shirts that had the family crest on it. <laughs> and the tartan colors. <laughs> um. It sounded like Little Pold was interested in getting a kilt with the family carton colors, but nice. I don't know if that'll happen. Those are expensive. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, Charlie was a kilt maker for oh. a, a year. She made all of the kilts for um, the one of the pipe bands ah. in Portland. That's cool. So if you need somebody and there's a <laughs> place you can order, you can, I don't order. know how serious she was. So <laughs> it takes like a minimum, it's like six yards of fabric. Oh. I think full size is like 10 yards of fabric for one kilt. Wow. You could do a lot of stuff with a kilt. Yep. Survival equipment. <laughs> yeah. I have that. I, I have our crest drawn in Minecraft. <laughs> That's cool. Um, I forgot to mention it in banter, but so I'll stick it in here, but I did finish <laughs> my 30 miles in March challenge. Oh, nice. I Sweet. finished it almost a week early. Did you win? Uh, it wasn't really a competition, but I did. So no, I did get to 30 first. Okay. So you did win, but nobody has run since then, <laughs> including myself. I mean, <laughs> I need time to recover. That's <laughs> because when the person wins the race, you don't have to finish the race, I guess. Well, I mean, it's not like it was meant to be a race. You were competing against yourself. It was a personal challenge. So. Um, I know one of my brother-in-laws bowed out because it was interfering with his football training and um, stuff. And his knees were not going to be able to stand up to both the challenge and the football. So, and yeah, but I finished the challenge. Um, I told my wife, you know, now that I finished this, I can, I know I can do anything. And so she's like, Oh really? And I've got this (laughs) list here of things that you can do around the house. I'm like, no, that's not what I meant. (laughs) 
smart. But yeah, it is. It was. It was a challenge, and especially when I wanted to finish. You know, I changed the uh, the goal by about six days. Moved it <laughs> to the left <laughs> six days because I wanted to get it over with. Um, but it was a real struggle at first. It got easier and easier to run. Um, there was one day I actually got three miles in. Nice. Nice. But, um, not all at once. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, my, my idea of a five minute mile is to do the mile in five minute chunks (laughs) over the course of a day. (laughs) Five minute mile. (laughs) Yeah. You do five minutes. And then oh, you wait gotcha. for a couple hours, and so then you do another five minutes until you eventually get to an until hour. you get until until you get to a mile. Eventually, get to a mile. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, was I, say, I was trying to make a joke. I got you. I'm a little slow. <laughs> well, I told the same joke to our brother-in-law Donnie, and he didn't take it as a joke at first either. Oh. But when I told Rachel, she thought she laughed. I think I just misheard how you said it. Okay. (laughs) So I noticed today that um, my son, who's taller than me now, was like, for some reason, his haircut and the way he's wearing it struck me as odd. And it hit me. He was wearing his hair like Thomas Jefferson. Uh Oh, I looked up a picture of Thomas Jefferson and sure enough. And he's probably about the same height too, right? Thomas Jefferson was a six foot two, I think, right? Oh, he's getting well, tall. We can find out. <laughs> if only there's a way to know. This statue is about two. Six two. That was hey, right. George Washington was also six two. Oh, yeah. some tall founding fathers, especially for back then. Yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, because Napoleon was 5'6". Was he? <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Like, that, that's probably like average height back then, wasn't it? Probably. Yeah, yeah but... Like average height, that was like 5'9", I think. But I guess if all the other politicians are 6'2", then 5'6 seems pretty short. Yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> I bet John Adams was short. He was. He was like 5'7". What a loser. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that. And then other well, nerd cred, I'm I've been nerding out over getting to do like stormwater calculations and site grading and utility layout. It's been really fun. Good, cool. All right. If you're six two, let us know by sending an email to <laughs> engineerdyshow at gmail dot com or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Just search for Engineerdy Show. And visit our website, theengineeringshow.com. You can get a t-shirt there and listen to an ad-free version of the show. Thank you for listening this week. Stay nerdy. Live long and nerdy. You have been and always shall be my friends. Bye. You know me so you can't just say bizarre. Never get a moment for free Show me something fun on your guitar Something with an A or a G Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again 
Most guitars are made of trees With some metal for the strings And some frets and tuny things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees You know me so, you've seen it all before Looking at me stuck in a tree Trying to hold a thought you can't ignore Something multiplied by a three Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again Cool But we're excited to probably sleep in our own bed tomorrow night That'd be nice That would be nice For you, not for me, I wouldn't want to sleep in your bed Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Most guitars are made of trees with some metal for the strings And some frets and tuny things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees. The song Most Guitars Are Made of Trees is by Greg Gibbs.